listen. Money matters. Crack up your headphones for the Listen Money Matters podcast, turning the 99% into the 1%. For more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Andrew. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Listen Money Matters podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Sup, Matt? Sup, dude? Sup, dog? Sup, dog? Something. (laughs) So, uh, I'm getting tired, but we're going to talk. <laughs> we're getting tired. It's the fucking first five minutes of the first two seconds of the podcast. Uh, you want to you just end this one? Yeah. So, thank you for listening. And- yeah, thanks, guys. Leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to talk about the habits of rich people. Um, and there's what we're looking at is 20 things. The rich do every day. It's a it's a post by Dave Ramsey. If you're not familiar with Dave Ramsey, good. Um, <laughs> no, it's a terrible thing to say. He's a he's a he's a money guru. Um, very popular. Um, you've probably heard of him if you uh, have even tried to research anything about um, personal finance. We didn't write this post, but we are talking like we're just kind of like saying it and just kind of talking a little bit about each point and what we feel. So he has uh, these 20 things here, and they have percentages, uh, you know, like 70% of the wealthy eat less than 300 junk food calories per day, right? That's the first, the very first one on the list. I don't know where he gets that percentage numbers, but I'm going to go ahead and say I'm I'm down with the 300 junk food calories. Although so I think I think the gist of his, like, percentages, uh-huh. like... I get where he's coming from, but I feel like maybe the numbers are made up. Yeah, because if you're talking about just size, I mean, as far as rich people are concerned, um, can you think of any like fat rich guys? Um, like probably all of them, right? Well, they're called fat cats for a reason, right? That's right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, so uh, all right. The first one on the list is they eat less than 300 calories of junk food. But then again, junk in quotations because, you know. What what is junk what food? Is, yeah, fast food, uh, Ritz crackers, whatever. Ritz crackers is not junk food. Well, ninety ninety seven percent of the of poor people eat more than three hundred junk food calories per day, and twenty. All right, well, I won't go to the next one. Well, but, no, this is in the same number. Well, anyways, yeah. Well, there's a there's a there is a correlation. I would think. Like, I think um, if you're rich, perhaps, and maybe we can talk about this. Um, Eating healthy can be expensive. Eating healthy can be expensive. You're right. It's cheaper to go to McDonald's. Maybe. But you shouldn't. And that's just, I'm going to preach, no pun intended, but I'm going to preach that being healthy saves you a ton of money because then you're not going to the doctor all the time. Uh, You're not spending money eating a bunch of food because you have to or you feel like you have to. Um, You know, you're, I I mean, I'm sure there's a correlation and- it's a good one. Now, this one, I love this next one, which is actually part of the same tip. It actually could have been a separate tip. But he says 23% of wealthy people gamble and 52% of poor people gamble. I'm going to ha- go ahead and say that, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's an obvious reason for that, right? When you're poor, you want money fast, and gambling is a way to get money fast. But it's a gamble. It's you know who do you think plays the lottery? It's not people, people. who have money because they would have no need to play the lottery. 
And people who are into money know that it's a fool's tax. I mean, it's like, it's just the lottery to me. I've never played the lottery in my entire life. Really? No. I used to have guys at work. Uh, you never got in any of those oh, pools God, at no, work? No, 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 never. Because I did. And let me tell you, it really worked out for me in losing all of my money. Yeah. So. I, all I'll say is um, I had a guy I used to work with and he... He's like, oh, dude, every time there's a Powerball over X amount of dollars, like I always do it. And I always get a bunch of people like in the office to do it. And I was like, well, you can count me out. He's like, yeah, but won't you feel like an idiot if we all win? And I'm like, yeah, I will feel like an idiot, but it'll never happen. So I think I'll be all right. And I'd like to have my $5 because I'm going to go buy some junk food with it. <laughs> my money is better spent on a $5 burger from Hardee's than it is, uh, you know, potentially winning $36 million. They lose it all anyways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where's Love that stat? All. I want to see that stat. I think it's 100% of lottery winners lose it all. And uh, then you, there's some good stats. You did I as actually, much research as Dave Ramsey did. Exactly. <laughs> so um, 86% of all people who won the lottery picked their nose. Yeah, it's a True random, story. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to be wealthy, don't give your money to the casinos. Exactly. Actually, if you just want to have more money, just don't gamble. Don't give your money away to other people, especially people who don't need it. Have you ever been in a casino and just walked around? It's like a, you know, and we were just talking to Caleb and I had mentioned uh, after the show that I had, I went to Vegas this year, right? Mm. And I hated it, quite frankly. And people go there and lose their money. Everything get, they have and, and get shit, they, they ruin themselves. Ruin yeah. themselves, and not everybody, of course. And but like when I was in Las Vegas, I spent so much money and I didn't even gamble. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like just because it's in the city, like just and there's other cities you can go to that are not expensive. But oh my god, you, oh you're getting screwed no matter where you are. I paid five dollars for a bottle of water. Five dollars. Now, ugh, just no, thank you. Anyway, let's moving on. <laughs> and that to... was point that was point number one we have yeah, 19, point... 19 left Yeesh. uh 80 percent 80 percent of wealthy of wealthy are focused on accomplishing some single goal only 12 percent of the poor do this i could agree with that i mean i feel like uh you have to have like something in mind you have to be marching towards something if you're just kind of meandering yeah just haphazardly going about your life um you do a little of everything you'll have a lot of nothing and if your goal is to just quote unquote be rich that's just as bad yeah because what do you what's the action you take in order to that, that's not an actionable yeah i mean how do you achieve that yeah so uh i yeah i would agree and and i'm sure there's it's, this says some single goal, so I'm sure there's multiple goals. That I mean, I have multiple goals. I'm not wealthy, but I at least work towards something. I, I have a there is I have many goals, life goals. They're not arbitrary goals. They're not like one day I want to go to Thailand, but I have no like strategically <laughs> way strategic way of going about getting there. Actually, I just like hmm, one day, one day I'd like to win the lottery. Like okay, that's not <laughs> that's, a goal. That's a good goal. Is it? No. Oh, um, man, we, I feel like really cynical right now. Let's get yeah, to the good prob- shit. It's probably all me. Yeah. But no, right, let's I'm, go to- pr- I'm pretty cynical. 
Especially when it comes to like people. (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) No. (laughs) Goddamn people. Just people. All right. So I like this one. 76% of wealthy people exercise aerobically four days a week. Ooh, I don't know about that. That seems like a bit excessive. There was like cynicism again. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like four a days of, a week aerobic exercises. I don't know about that. I, I thought you know, so. I mean, it's good for you. You well, know, I'll tell you who is talking of like wealthy mind or something. Wait, like is some- this is this Richard Simmons blog? What are we reading? <laughs> so why do you think that wealthy people exercise more? Same. I guess the same same kind of correlates with the eat less junk food. Sort of thing. So just yeah. healthier. I guess wealthy people are just healthier in general. I think they they probably have more time. And- you know what? Dude, if I had a shitload of money right now, right? If I had like just disposable income, uh, I would hire a really, really hot personal trainer to come over here and like give me six pack abs. And is, I would- is that like slang for something? <laughs> No. I'm gonna hire this really hot chick to come over here and give me six pack abs. No, that's not that's not a <laughs> euphemism. No, but I, maybe that should be. It might be. Um, but I would also hire. Well, I don't know if I'd hire a chef because I do like cooking. But for I'd instance, chef. yeah, you'd hire a chef and you'd be like, just make me good stuff, and he's gonna make you like really awesome shit. He's not gonna make you cereal. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's not gonna make you pancakes every day. Although if you requested that, Break, make me burritos every night for dinner. You know what though? Like a really expensive burrito. Ooh, that would be ridiculous. What would be in a really expensive burrito? Gold 20, flakes. Twenty dollar bills. Yeah. Twenty dollar bill. It's wrapped in twenty dollar <laughs> bills. Uh, that would be that'd be dry. Um, I like this one. So, sixty three percent of wealthy listen to audiobooks during commute to work. Ver- <laughs> yeah, during commute He's to work. Definitely someone. Yeah, I think he did not write this. So basically, they're just they read more. I mean, or they don't listen to music. They're listening to something that's either educating them or. Well, when uh, you when it says like listen to audiobooks during commute to work, I think that could also mean podcasts. And to be like more, if you like read into it more explicitly, it says listen to the Listen Money Matters podcast during the commute. There to is work. subtext. I can. <laughs> you're right. There is subtext. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug five on the list dude shameless plug on our own podcast it's not like we're doing saying this somewhere else we're telling people to listen to our podcast and they're already listening to our podcast by the way if you're listening to this on the way to work you are going to be a very wealthy person soon that's right you're part of the 63 percent yeah yeah and i think uh generally it's a good audiobooks yeah and if you do those things um you know hey Look, if you started reading, like if you started reading nonfiction books about, you know, starting your own business, you know, or even money, uh, I will teach you to be rich and the simple dollar and like these books, if you start reading them, like you're going to be better with money because you're going to learn and learning is always good. I always learn. I always read as much nonfiction as I possibly can in the things that I'm interested in. All right. 81% of wealthy maintain a to-do list. I, I believe that could be a true. And I believe that kind of correlates back to the accomplishing a single goal thing. They're yeah, just, they're just goal oriented. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're goal oriented. And, and that's, um, it's a trait. We're not, again, this is, I don't think this article is saying, uh, that if you do these things, you will be wealthy, <laughs> you know, like, cause yeah, I'll, Hey, if I knew that, uh, if I listen to audiobooks on a way to work, I'd like all of a sudden my bank account would grow. I'd be like, sweet. How does it go? It's like correlation does not equal causation. 
It's like, yeah, something like you do that. these things, you don't become wealthy, but like if you're wealthy, you do these things right. because, yeah. Right. All right. Moving on. 63% of wealthy parents make their children read two or more nonfiction books a month. I will tell you, okay, a month is a lot, but my parents used to make me read books. Like, like in during the summer, like I would be like, it would, I would have to sit there and read and they would like, really? Yeah. Dude, my parents would throw in a Disney channel and I'd be done. I never, dude, I never, I've never fucking read a book my entire life. Even in high school when we were forced to read books, I wouldn't read those books. Probably why I failed English classes. I didn't read most of my books in high school. Like they assigned. But these are, so your parents made you read nonfiction books? During the summer. I mean, not, not nonfiction. Like it was, it was more just like read books. Like read Goosebumps. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? I did read Goosebumps. So I'm a liar. I read like a hell of a lot of Goosebumps. I read a hell of a lot of R.L. Stein, dude. Dude. Say cheese and die. (laughs) I have so many of those books. Yeah, dude, I won a contest. I in sixth grade, I won a contest. So uh, it was a, it was called reading. <laughs> it was called reading through time, and I and I drew this like cartoon of like a dinosaur reading, and then like somebody else reading, and then oh, I'm gonna screw this up. But the very last thing was a guy in space reading. So it was like four people reading throughout time. And mm. I won. I won a six R.L. Stein. Goosebumps books. Ah, I was wondering how you're going to tie that in. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like you ripped it off of an Arl Stein. Like, no, but that's not nonfiction. So we're going off on a tangent, but um, 70% of wealthy parents make their children volunteer 10 hours or more a month, which doesn't sound like a lot now that I say it out loud, but uh, yeah, 10 hours is not a lot. I yeah, mean, I, I was at the Boy Scouts when I was, was, when that I was a kid. Oh yeah. You know, I was in the Boy Scouts too, but I don't think I ever helped an old person across the street or anything. No, but didn't you have to do things like uh, paint park benches or like plant flowers or some shit? No. I was a Weeblo and a Boy Scout and a – I don't think I was a Cub Scout. I don't know what's before after that. But no, I didn't do any of that shit. I sold stuff. I, th- I did bows and arrows. I threw tomahawks at wood. I built campfires. I went camping. Were you ever like a feral wolf? Uh, <laughs> no. Sorry, I'm like laughing at my own jokes. This is terrible. What's I was a- just thinking World of Warcraft. Oh, see, I don't, oh, dude. All right. No, that was like that was like college for me, but um, but no, I'll have to ask my friend who was an Eagle Scout if uh, he had to do any volunteer work. But no, oh, I never dude. Do I, so I, I'm an Eagle Scout, and I had to do like a oh. fucking ton of that shit. Oh, really? So you did like helping a lot I'd, of old I'd people create my own like project that didn't exist, and like get people to work on it, coordinate. It was like a hell of a lot of work. Oh, really? So yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. So far, you're winning this contest. <laughs> it's actually work. It actually, I don't know. Maybe these stats are not that far off. Well, okay. So the next one, it's uh. 80% of wealthy people make happy birthday calls um, versus 11% of poor. All right. I, I never make happy birthday calls. All and right. I don't write shit on Facebook. I am terrible with that. I'm terrible mm-hmm. with that shit. All right. What that says to me is that wealthy people are sociable. Right? True. And I'm sure now the birthday calls, quotations, is now birthday posts. Although, God, I know everybody fucking – puts a birthday post up. I mean, you know what? I'll, I don't I'll do text it. the people. I'll text the people. I won't I'll do text, like a Facebook thing or whatever. Yeah. I'll text my closest friends. And then like, 
my like acquaintances who like I'm sort of close with, I'll do a happy birthday message. But then others, I'm like, not that it's not worth the time. It takes two seconds to say happy birthday, but I don't really understand it so much on Facebook. That is calls. Absolutely. Or texts or something like I do that with like close friends. But I'm, I'm not pretty, wealthy. I'm so. pretty bad though, dude. Like uh, I'll have like someone who I'm like really good friends with, but I haven't seen them for two months. I'll like not, you know. Hmm. Yeah. You're such a bad friend. I know. I'm pretty bad. Sixty. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Sixty-seven percent of wealthy write down their goals. Is doesn't that the same thing as being goal oriented? Like how else? All right. So you know how to use a pen and a piece of paper. And you, All right, cool. So they're, they're illiterate. It, yeah. yeah. All right, that wasn't very helpful. Okay, here we go. Well, actually, no. 88% of wealthy read 30 minutes or more each day for education or career reasons. I That has to be, like, absolutely true. Yeah. And you know, I do, but I'm not wealthy. But I'm getting there. Yeah, you are. And, you know, I think it's just, like, uh, you're interested in things. I think you're just you know interested I mean? in bettering yourself. Yeah, just it's it goes along with if you're wealthy, you're interested in always bettering yourself, which is why, you know, you work out, you don't eat junk food, you read, true, you volunteer. Like these are all things that help you become a better person just in in life, which I guess correlates with with money. And becoming wealthy, it just you just start to you know start to think about yourself a little bit. I like it. Yeah, me too. I'd agree. Six percent of wealthy say what's on their mind. Interesting. No. Well, okay. So I think that there is something. Okay. When they say, say what's on your mind, what would you call assertiveness? Um, Maybe that's not that. Well, like some people are too honest for their own good. I feel so like there, I- there is, there is definitely virtue to like biting your tongue and like not saying those things that you shouldn't say. All right. So I guess it's, I guess, uh, wealthy people are a little bit more reserved. They don't say everything that's on their mind, which is probably a good trait, yeah. but then also not. I mean, you could be, if you don't say what's on your mind, you might not get things accomplished. You'll get trampled, taken advantage, taken of. advantage of, sure. You'll speak up for yourself. But I can understand like, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, wouldn't hold back. And they're just like, like I said, they're too honest for their own good. I feel like I'm that way. Sometimes I say way too much to somebody or like, like I, I have this tendency when I meet new people, I like, I vet them by like saying everything that's on my mind and see if they flinch and see if they flinch. (laughs) Yeah. And if they do, I'm like, eh. and if they don't, you know, maybe they can be my friend. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Wait, all mm. right, dude, these next ones, I'm just looking at the next ones. Yeah. This go is going to be a weird podcast, by the way. Yeah. 79% of wealthy network five hours or more each month. Okay, I would agree with that. That's totally true. I mean, it's all about who you know. and It is. Uh, don't be an introvert. Be an extrovert. Uh, and don't necessarily say what's on your mind, I guess. And hey, if you're an introvert, like five hours a month is really not a lot. And just, you know. Yeah, that's nothing. It's like. Give it a shot. Do it over the internet. It's easier. Oh, yeah. It's fun, too. Yeah. You meet so many people. Um, I love this one. 67% of wealthy watch one hour or less of TV every day. That's because they're too busy with their sexy personal trainers and their work. And they're probably on their computer. <laughs> so. 
but they they watch less TV. And you know what? I don't really watch that much that that much TV. Although I did watch uh, eight seasons of Dexter in like a month. So I guess that's a lot of TV. <laughs> that's an incredible amount. That's an incredible <laughs> amount of TV. But I, I when I when I actually now I have cable, and I know I just wrote that post about not having cable, but so I you just bought it. No, I don't pay for it. So oh, wow. and we're kind of downgrading soon, but. Uh, when I didn't have cable for a year or two, uh, it forced me to work more on my computer. And it forced me to do other things besides watch TV because it's like I freaking watched everything that was possibly on Netflix that you could ever watch, you know, because it's like you have to just sit there and wait for new content to come out, which is like once a month. So, dude, that's why I love going to Starbucks to work. Yeah. Like their internet is unbearably slow. Mm. So you literally can't do anything but work. Yeah, interesting. All right, we got to get through these. Yeah. Oh, no, we don't. We're not that far off. We're at number – that was number 12. Oh, no, that was number 13. This one's my favorite one, and I have so much to say on this subject. Um, hmm. 6% of wealthy watch reality TV versus 78% of poor, <laughs> which – to me, is so accurate because I feel like reality TV is what is bringing our civilization to a grinding halt. The fact that Honey Boo Boo has a fucking TV show <laughs> makes me want to blow my brains out, and it makes me want to not do anything. Like I can't. Like the fact that there's a guy named Phil Robertson. Who has a show because he made a duck call and now he's like this rich redneck. I, dude, I could go on on a tear. I actually – every time I get into the subject, I get so heated and angry. It's like – Anytime the word duck dynasty comes up, you, you oh, have to go on like dude, a – I can't. A huge I can't, I can't deal with it. Like I can't. It's just awful. So without getting too like uh, cynical, that – I agree. 6% of wealthy people watch reality TV. That's got to be accurate. I agree with that. It's, right. Yeah. 44% of wealthy people wake up three hours before work starts. That's interesting because I guess a healthy breakfast? I, I don't know. No, you know what? Like, um, So I definitely don't wake up three hours before work starts because that would be way too fucking early. That's and, way too early. But like – I think there maybe there's something there with like waking up before work starts or maybe waking up early. How about this? Maybe because people are working out and they're not eating junk food. They're right. fit enough. They don't need 50 hours of sleep a night. Well, not that. That's what, that wasn't where I was going. But uh, people just want to better themselves, right? When they're wealthy, they have this money and now they, they, you know, they have money now. So that's not a concern of theirs anymore. The concern now is with the individual with themselves, mm. right? So they wake up early to work out, to eat a good breakfast, maybe, um, just to be, because they say being up earlier is like healthier or something. I don't know. Is that even a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I do know that you burn more calories sleeping than sitting on the couch. True story. Yeah. But. I don't know if you're sleeping while sitting on the couch if you burn more than. I wonder if there's a statistic on how many hours of sleep the wealthy get because that's not in here. But uh, interesting. I know, I know, I know, I know people who are have money and they get up early 
and they start working early in the morning. I'm I'm more of a night person personally. And you know what though, to be honest with you, I wake up at about nine, right? And all right, so okay, so on your question, because I just like was Googling, I was like, ah, how many hours of sleep do wealthy people get? Mm -hmm. So there's a a Wall Street Journal article that says the rich have eighty percent more energy than the rest. And I'm reading through the stuff from like billionaire Lynn Tilton to Rockefeller. Like they all really didn't sleep that much. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. That is. So, and the question that it's asking, and there's a study, and it's like a whole long thing, and obviously I didn't have time to read it, but they say what we don't know is whether sleep deprivation is a cause or consequence of wealth. I would argue, I would say it's a consequence, but you know. Mm. But here's the thing. I wake up at 9 every morning just naturally. I don't use an alarm clock or anything. Just whenever the sun hits my face. And That's pretty nice. Yeah. Dude, I think that alarm clocks are horrible for you. I don't it's have unnatural. Any, I don't have, yeah, I don't have any proof of that, but um it just feels like being woken up suddenly is probably not a good thing, but you know. Um but I wake up at 9 and I don't work until like noon. So I do wake up three hours before I actually work, and I spend time. I make a big breakfast for myself. I make coffee with a French press. Like I, I, I take a shower. I do a, like a bunch of stuff. I watch. So you don't have lunch then? No, I don't eat lunch. I huh. I eat breakfast and dinner, or breakfast. I mean, I'm eating breakfast at like eleven <laughs> or like ten t- between ten between ten and noon. I eat breakfast, and it's kind of different every day. If I'm hungry as soon as I wake up, I'll eat. If I'm not hungry, I'll wait. And I'll do something else. But yeah, I usually wait three hours before I work. I don't think that's – I think it's just because I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't think that's anything to do with – You know, it's an, I'm slow in the mornings. I don't want to get up and start working. Screw that. Um, so anyways, I'd agree with that one. All right. I think those are pretty good. Uh, let's see. 74% of wealthy teach good daily success habits to their children. I'm not a parent. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's a true. I think, I think like uh, the like biggest unfair advantage someone can have is like good parents that teach them hmm. that stuff. Yeah, any anything really. Yeah, I think if my parents taught me the value of a dollar at an early age, I would be much better off today than I than I, than I am now. I mean, your parents taught you, right? They'd be driving me to school, uh-huh. and like I'd be like counting the change in the car and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, is that what makes you wealthy? No, no. I mean, like, they just always had me, like, doing weird shit like that. I never, like, knew why. They're just like, oh, count this. And I count it. And they're like, good job. And I was like, yay. <laughs> so <laughs> they te- they taught you to save money and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they taught you those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't even know how to write a check until I had to, like, Google it. All right. Ooh. 84% of wealthy believe good habits create opportunity luck okay i don't really know what that sentence means what's opportunity luck they mean they basically make their own luck yeah i think okay so i heard someone say like uh luck is what it just sounds like such a create opportunity luck it just sounds like (laughs) frankenstein wrote it this one was actually from a fortune cookie oh okay (laughs) no i don't know it's something like luck is the no no you create your own luck. There's they don't believe in luck. They you know they they create it themselves. Ah, uh, luck but, is is the meeting of opportunity and preparation, or mm-hmm. something to that effect. 
through if good habits, I guess, is apparently what this sentence is saying. Yeah, maybe the preparation. Or, oh, huh. okay. And then they, and then on the opposite note, 76% of wealthy believe bad habits create detrimental luck. Well, hey, I'll tell you this. If you know what a bad habit is, a bad habit is not flossing, right? Mm. And when you have a heart attack because the dirt between your teeth gets into your <laughs> veins and travels down to your heart. It, dude, I swear to God, it's a thing. I thought it goes directly to your brain. Or that. I don't know. It's one of the things. Yeah. I'm saying that's, that's that would seem like bad luck, but it's because you, you're, you're of that's your bad That's true. Habit. It was your own fault that. Not taking, I'm saying taking care of your teeth is important. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Wealthy people okay. take care of their teeth. I just bought a uh, Sonicare. Well, I got one for Christmas. And it feels like you just left a dentist every time you use it. It's, it's cool. It's totally worth the investment. Totally worth it. Um, so moving on. Number 19. 86% of wealthy believe in lifelong education, educational self-improvement. Well, okay. So I think that um, – but yeah, it's basically you know, reading nonfiction books and you know, listening to – Having goals like it's all lifelong educational. Yeah, trying to just make yourself better. Like, yeah, it's all about that. go to the gym or whatever. Yeah, and then this last tip, which is not even worth reading, is eighty six percent of wealthy love to read. We just fucking said that. No shit. Like, if you're reading thirty th- minutes a day, I would imagine you like reading. Otherwise, why the hell would you put yourself through that hell? Yeah. Right. Uh, exactly. You'd have to. So we made it through twenty. Dave Ramsey tips 20 things the rich do every day uh so let's recap real quick anything on this list that you think any good tips like just good general tips that you got from this list about just wealth building and and you know what like what can we learn from people who are wealthy because this is not like you know wealthy people uh don't spend money on Fancy no. cars, because you know it's like not a action. Yeah. Nothing so, here. Nothing's really. A- I mean, there's some actionable stuff here. So, what do you think are we can pull out of from this? I definitely think like goals. You know, having a to do list of taking what, care of your body. Of, goals. Wait, what? All right. So let's talk about like. Let's let's say I'm a, a guy who goes to work every single day, and I come home and I watch TV and I go to bed. Mm-hmm. That's my life. I spend time with my kids. I spend time with my wife. On the weekends, I go out. Do some hobbies. Look, and if you if you are happy and perfectly content, then you know power to you. But if you want more, if mm. if you have like a desire, but you are just going to perpetuate that cycle, you know, work, come home, watch TV, go to bed. Well, then you'll never break out. So you need to start with goals, to do lists, mm-hmm. you know. And the the healthy aspect of it is just a good advice for anybody. And it's not like yeah. Look, if you eat McDonald's every day, go watch um, Supersize Me, the documentary by Morgan Spurlock. Gross. Yeah, yeah. you'll never want to eat McDonald's again. He, like, almost dies, like, multiple times. I've watched a shit ton of documentaries about food on Netflix, and it's pretty much turned me off to all commercialized food. And I just had a conversation with my dad because I drive a half hour to go shopping at Whole Foods and then a half hour home. And people are like, that's stupid. Why would you drive a half hour to go food shopping? It's an, and, and bottom line is, you know what? I like it there. I actually enjoy shopping there because I feel like just everything's just better. 
And like mm. you can't you can't go there and buy Doritos. Like you just can't. They don't even sell them. You know what, dude? Like people get these cars and they will put premium gas in it, like the most expensive shit, mm-hmm. and into their cars mm-hmm. for you know so the engine's better. But then they're gonna go in these souped up cars with premium gas and drive to the McDonald's drive-through and put shit fuel in their own bodies. Like that's a good analogy. It should be reversed. Like you should put premium in your body. I mean, you you only get one, right? It's a good analogy. I like that. Boom! I really like, I really like the that. car analogies. Oh yeah. One on topic thing I said in this whole podcast. Yeah, and it's something that you hate. You don't like cars. That's right. No one should own one. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, um, and I guess you know, and watching less TV. Well, watching less reality TV because there's some good TV out there that you can learn a lot from. Like Honey Boo Boo. Like Honey Boo Boo. She is a genius. <laughs> you could learn so much from her. That's right. You can learn what not to do in all aspects of life. <laughs> but yeah, I, I. Yeah, so, all right, not watching as much junk TV, not watching as, you're not eating as much junk food. These are bad things to put. These are bad habits, really. I mean, I think reality TV is a bad habit. Yeah. It's, you know, people call it, they hide the fact that it's a, it's a guilty pleasure. No, it's a fucking bad habit. You know what I mean? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's um, I get, I'm getting on the reality TV thing again. I'm getting cynical and angry about it. But hey, hey, Matt, what do you feel about Duck Dynasty? Ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, if you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and let us know that you like this sort of talk. And no, it wasn't um, sort of it wasn't an actionable. Uh, here's how to invest or here's how to get out of debt or here's how to save money sort of post or sort of podcast. But uh, we do have those. I mean, no, we do. And, and I, and I think it's, it's, you know, fun to talk about sort of just money in general. And sometimes we need a little fireside chat. Yeah. A little fire. Talk about the core. Yeah. A little discussion. Honey boo boo. And, If it's worth watching. (laughs) The answer, my friends, is no. I'm sorry. Uh, But on that note, um, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm tired. Cool. Anyways. All right, buddy. Guys, thanks for listening. Andrew, I'll see you later. It's been real. All right. Later, Matt. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show and would like to hear more, subscribe to the Listen Money Matters podcast and leave a positive review on iTunes. For more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. Peach out, home slice. <laughs> <laughs>